Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Along with Francis Beck and Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. Rich Sanders in the house. Roger couldn't quite make it in this morning. He didn't feel like uh, battling the weather. I really don't blame him. We're going to be talking girls fed hockey today. Chili Billy, Bill Pavone, and Rick Hopkins in studio to help us out, sort things out, find out what's going hey, on. real quick, Tony, I got this for you. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I needed that. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Good it's morning, a little, morning. Uh, little nasty out today, so be careful driving. Don't want to. Don't be one of these heroes that think you're going to show off and you know go 50 miles an hour in a 40. Be careful out there. You don't want to wind up in a ditch. A little slick out there. It's very cold. So just take your time and be careful. I just passed three in a ditch. I just passed three in a ditch on Millersport uh, coming around. Through UB. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be headed that way. I could be headed that way afterwards. Should I have stopped? Pardon me? Should I have stopped and helped? For what? I don't know. Good Samaritan. Yeah. I was on my way to the studio. You'd never make it anywhere. (laughs) You stop for everybody. That's true. (laughs) All right. Rich, help me. If you can help somebody, help them. If you can't, I understand. But I would have been late for the show. Oh, the tailgaters See? bailed out the USA hockey team yesterday. Their bus got stuck out at the stadium. Really? Beforehand, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Western New York. <laughs> There's video of that. All right, let's get to news and those guys before you guys make me go into a coughing fit here as I'm still trying to get over this cold. It's like three weeks now, and it just doesn't want to. I don't know. This is the best I have felt, though, in that time. So hopefully my voice is starting to come back. You look better. Thank you. Which is not saying much. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. Well, Mike Meats of Kenmore West won his 100th game as a coach. Uh, he did that this week in the Kenton Holiday Tournament as they beat rival Ken East and Cardinal O'Hara. Uh, so congratulations to him. Yes. You know, I was actually, I hate to say it, but I was rooting for Ken East that day. I took a lot of slack. For that, because I'm a Blue Devil grad, but I was hoping Ken East would get the monkey off their back. That went that the game went into overtime, and I, it was off of one last shot. Would have won it for East, and it, that's a lot closer than that game's been in years. Wow! Op girls won last night, beating East Aurora. A lot of tournaments going on. Akron uh, wrestling tournaments going on right now. The, two or three kids from Akron they're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Jacob Sorrow and McQueen, two football players. Having some success on the mat this weekend. Um, had a couple of nasty injuries, though. I saw some pictures uh, from people that were there. Uh, yeah, so uh, oh, I'm not sure who the kids were. I hate were. I hearing about that. One of them was from West Seneca West, actually, I yeah, believe. Uh, Dan Cantafio, uh, Coach Cantafio's son, had an injury. Um, so we wish him well and speedy recovery. Is it serious? I think it was very precautionary. Okay. 
more than anything. So let's. Hope. I no, I, I just want to make sure that he's okay. But um, you know, and it's a lot of a lot of hockey going on still. Even when the boys fed the Cataract Classic up in uh, Niagara Falls. That was what yesterday. Yesterday and today, um, Amherst and North Tonawanda are going to play in the late game. Lewport Niagara Falls the early early game, uh, which is good to see because both is of those, that at Hyde Park. Yes. Okay. And last year. Um, it was Lewport and Niagara Falls playing in the championship game. This year, Amherst and NT, who were the consolation game last year, are now in the championship game. So it's good to see that. A um, bunch of games going on uh, all over uh, Starpoint and St. Mary's, their first time playing in the Fed. That's out at Hockey Outlet uh, late this afternoon. Um, Clarence tournament going on. Fredonia had a big win, the boys, and so did Lockport. Um, Harvey Austin tournament's going on at McKinley. Uh, just tournaments all around. Pick up a paper. Just go to Section 6 website. There's games all over if you're not doing anything. Um, come out and support high school sports. And, of course, this week coming up, the league action starts in uh, basketball. So that'll be underway. In fact, uh, next week we're going to have center court in studio and talk some hoops. Nice. So uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Sweet Home Basketball. They're doing pretty good. Uh, they beat Niagara Falls this past week. Also... Um, West Seneca West, we won our holiday tournament. Um, Justin Johnson had 29 points, and Adrian Baugh was the tournament MVP. Cool. Um, who's, that, who's Justin Johnson again? Have we met him before? Uh, you might have heard of the kid. <laughs> 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 All right, is that do it for news and notes, guys? Yes. All right, yes. let's get on to talk to some uh, girls hockey, fed hockey. As I mentioned, Bill Pavone and Rick Hopkins in studio. Uh, Bill, we've been leaning on you since day one. Uh, you've been basically the force behind uh, girls uh, varsity hockey the high school level since uh, since its inception uh, you the man <laughs> this I hate that you know that I do I do it because I want to do it I know you praise, do but so, uh, so let's stop with the praise, recognition <laughs> needs to be uh, needs to be out there yeah. of course Rick, Rick Hopkins you know you've been there since the beginning as well uh, first question I have for you guys what's new this year uh, any new teams new rules anything changes from last year uh, just more great hockey players coming to the to the girls federation we were we were hoping for uh, some league expansion this year up in Niagara County uh, because we have a lot of girls playing up there between the five uh, high schools Niagara Falls Lewport Niagara Wheatfield Star Point and Lockport uh, we thought we were going to get that eighth team in the league um, for this season um, Bill's done some great research with USA Hockey, crunching some numbers, um, and we're gonna we've gonna make a presentation um, to their athletic directors and, and school administrators up there. It seems like that that would be a tough fit logistically because you know the schools are spread apart all throughout Niagara County, and you know how are you gonna get everybody together for practices and games? Oh, that's always you know that's an issue with with some of the teams we have combined. We started eight years ago. This is our eighth year with uh, seven teams. And we still have seven teams, but since the start, we've had seven new schools join um, teams. So we, you know, everyone's combined right now. Three is our, our maximum uh, for the number of schools that are allowed to uh, to join uh, as a team. But we're hoping, you know, between those five schools in Niagara County, that you know, two would get together maybe to form a team, and maybe we get two teams out of Niagara County. But we're we're hoping for that for for next year. But um, this year, it's. Uh, the level of play is is, is unbelievable. Um, it was interesting getting Chris Malecki's uh, 
observations. He was the Monsignor Martin coach for the first three years, and um, then his assistant, Linda Moraz, took over, and she had to step down this year because her boys are involved in travel hockey. And, uh, you know, Chris is a great coach, and he had some great teams those first three years, and he said, wow, everyone's caught up. Uh, the, the level of play is, is, is tremendous. The travel hockey players on every roster, some Tier 1 players, some girls that have signed uh, with Division 1 teams. Um, it's uh, a very balanced league, and as league chairman, that's what I love to see. Um, exciting. And some of the best players are middle school and ninth graders. And also we have um, very good goaltending in all teams. There's at least two good girls playing on all teams this year. And in the beginning we had some trouble with, you know, quality goaltending, you know, at times. But now everything is uh, looking good as far as quality goaltending. Do you guys track the numbers of... uh of young girls that are signing up at the youth level to see if they're coming up to we high school? We don't really track that, but, um, you know, I'd have to get input from USA Hockey, you know, like the registrar here, um, to see what the numbers are. But uh, um, we just noticed in the paper last week, there was an article in the paper about Pat Coletta and his program, you know, that he's doing with the Harbor Center and mm-hmm. all that. And it said, he said in there, 25% of the kids that go through that program are girls. What does that tell you? So there's, you know, a good amount of girls at least participating in these programs. So I think the numbers are starting to grow again. So, Well, I see, I mean, just, you know, I, as an observation when I'm following on Facebook mm-hmm. and I see friends of mine whose daughters are now taking up the game, you know, maybe they posted, hey, I'm looking for equipment or, right. you know, we're, we're so it seems like uh, more and more. Well, we, you know, the, the league, Great Lakes Girls Hockey League, is fairly strong at the uh, 12U and under level. So, uh, you know, there seems to be good numbers there. So that's what we kind of judge it by, you know, because um, I'm, you know, me and Rick are both involved in Great Lakes Girls Hockey. So that's pretty good on its own. So, you know, that's encouraging. The feeder you know, system is, is healthy, and that's one of the things we always look at, all the coaches, is, um, you know, how are the youth programs in the area, the travel teams? For and, longevity. Right. Yeah. And, and being a non-contact sport, girls compared to boys hockey, we're able to, you know, have 7th and 8th graders on our rosters. And, you know, everyone has 20-plus girls this year uh, on their rosters, which is awesome to see those kinds of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, I was looking at um, a picture, and I saw the jersey, and it has the four different high schools on, on the jersey. And I thought it was cool. How does, like... In normal high school situations, teams rally around, you know, mottos and their mascots and that camaraderie of seeing each other in school. How does how does this change in this? Well, well I think the the girls, um, you know, obviously with combined teams, a lot of them are arch rivals in other sports: field hockey, soccer, uh, in, in volleyball, in the uh, in the for the you know just the fall sports. And you know, I coach the Williamsville team with you know the three high schools there that are, you know, a lot of the girls are. You know, field hockey, bitter rivals, but right. um, you know, I think the league is still small enough that the girls uh, have this a level of respect that I've never seen in other sports because they know that they they need each other for survival. Right, right. and uh, you, you know, to see Orchard Park and Frontier girls come together and play, you know, they're bitter rivals in all sports, and you know, they've got a great team, and you know, they're putting on. A jersey with that has colors of every school that's represented, and like right. you said, it, it makes for a creative, uh, 
uniform, but even more creativity, trying to come up with a nickname. I love the names. Bro. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm ready for a poker game to break out, really cash to flop. You know, come on, let's play. It, it seems to me it's the love of the game. That's what's going to draw them and get them to, you know, they wouldn't be out there if they didn't love it. And the other thing is, too, is travel hockey, many of them play together. So girls from Williamsville will be playing with girls from Kenmore or, or um, you know, uh, uh, the cash team or whatever. So they all know each other pretty right. well, you know. So in that respect, it helps out a lot, too. And they're passionate about it, too, just like the uh, all of Western New York is, as it was evidenced yesterday out at uh, New Era Field. Um, you know, the league's been going, this is their eighth year? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know, when are we going to be able to get the travel organizations on board like they do with boys hockey, where they split the season up? Because these girls are on the ice, some of them six, seven nights a week playing, traveling, and it's having, to me anyways, as an outsider, um, I have a hard time getting to games that are at 4, 4.30 at, at Riverworks. The, the ice time is it, it's tough to get because maybe there's too many teams spread throughout New York, not enough ice. I don't know what the main deal is there, but I would like to see the girls kind of get the same kind of respect, if you will, that the boys have, where... The travel leagues, it's they're they're done right now. Unless you're playing for the Regals or the Junior Sabers, you know these travel teams let their kids go play for their high school, go represent your high school, and they do it all over. It's not just in Western New York; that's all over. But with the girls, you're high, you're coaching a high school team. You have to compete with that travel coach for your girls' ice time, and that can't be good for the girls. I, I'm just my own observation: if the girls on the ice playing and practicing six, seven days a week. By the time they get around for not only the travel game, but the high school game, how much could they possibly have in their legs? I know they're young kids, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, and you know all the way through seniors, but how much could they possibly have on the weekend when they go travel? They've been with you. They've played two, three games a week already in some cases, and some of them are practicing early in the morning. Some of them have the afternoon practices and the games. How much do they, I mean, I don't understand if the travel coaches don't realize this, how much could they possibly give their travel team when they're, they're not just going to go play one travel game? They're going to go play two, three, four games in some cases. Why can't we get the Section 6, the Monsignor Martin, and these travel teams on the same page and say, let's do what's right for the girls. Let's split our travel season up and and just make it more competitive for the girls. Because I think most girls would love to concentrate on one team, maybe. That's just me talking. But no, I'd like to hear what point. you guys think. It, it, it's, a, it's a concern of every you know coach, obviously, in the league. And um, the travel coaches as well, not to mention the, the parents and the players. And, uh, you know, this is our eighth year. And, um, you know, we monitor it very closely. Because the last thing we want is girls to be burned out on the sport. Uh, That's the key come, word right there, burning out. Oh, yeah, because you see that in other sports because everything's year-round now. Including ice hockey, right? You know, when I was growing up, they the ice was melted and the the, the rink sat, sat empty all summer. But um, uh, there is, I believe, the the Niagara Junior Purple Eagles. Scott Welch's nineteen new team is the only one that I think plays maybe a split season. And obviously, the prep team at Nichols 
Um, they have the luxury where uh, you know they play in the Canadian League, so they're able to to have more influence on their scheduling. But um, a split season would by, be ideal. Obviously, the, the boys do it, and um, the girls so far have been able to to juggle it. And it's you know it's a lot of pressure on the the, the parents as well. Well, does um, the travel hockey are they under the USA Hockey umbrella? Correct. Yeah, the travel. Right, so is. why can't USA Hockey bring everybody together and say, "Let's do what's right for the game. Let's do what's right for the kids." Right. I, I think part of the, the issue, even though we have all these schools playing, you still only have seven teams. And um, you know, last time Bill and I brought it up at a, at a Great Lakes meeting, it was um, kind of met with a you know cold shoulder. There's just it would be hard to convince a, a travel organization that maybe has a very small percentage of high school girls on that roster okay. to shut down for December and January. And one other thing, with our with the, with the travel hockey, Rochester's involved in this. Rochester has no high school hockey. Great point. All right, we've been trying to get Ro- Rochester to get high school hockey going, but they don't have high school hockey. So if you did a split season and you shut them, then you're shutting them down. Um, they also a lot of the uh, local teams here they play in Canada, so if they play in Canada, Canada's not doing a split season up there for the lower lakes league. So, you know that's another issue too. So there's a lot of logistical issues. There's a lot of dominoes but, affected here. But I Correct, think right? that I think that personally, I would love to see uh, uh, the league, the, the the travel leagues, and the, and those coaches try to do a relax, try to do a relaxed schedule so they give the girls a little bit more time for high school. You know. Um, and in a lighter load, you know. We have a, we have an 18-game schedule right now because with the seven teams, we play each other three times. Ultimately, we get that eighth team, then we can play each other twice and scale it down to a 14-game a schedule, but it's very hard with seven teams to play, you know, a 14 or even a 16-game schedule and, and have it be uh, balanced. But it's a, it's a challenge, and, you know, we get that eighth team, and, It'll make it a little easier, but uh, and we we try to go just Monday through Thursday, staying off the weekends. We've never had weekend games, so the girls can concentrate on their their travel hockey. But to be honest, some of them, if they're not playing travel hockey, they're off to field hockey clinics or softball clinics, and it's uh, you know it's a, it's a juggling act for a lot of these girls. But it is a concern and something we keep a close eye. I think if you could get a couple of games mixed in with the boys, like let's say. You know the boys have three, four games at Northtown on a regular during the regular season. If you can mix in a girls' game on that feature rink, sandwiched between the boys or vice versa, I think you might bring in more spectators, more fans, and get the girls more exposure. But you got to play at those marquee times. Thursday is you know boys fed at Northtown. That place is rocking. Let's get a girls' game sandwiched in there if we can. Let's try and work something out with the boys. And the girls to kind of get them some kind of exposure, and then that you know I, I enjoy watching the games. Don't get me wrong, but you get into that third period, they haven't had a the zambonis never come no out. Flood, right? They don't get flooded, and then these and if they go to overtime, my goodness, we saw like last night uh, at they New Field. Like, That's what those girls play on for the entire game. <laughs> now next year they're going to seventeen minutes. <laughs> now you guys did that at Lincoln at one time. Yeah, yeah, we flooded. We have an hour and twenty. Uh, most most teams Kenmore have an hour and twenty. Has the ability ice. to do that, but it was stopped for whatever reason. I don't know why it was stopped, but there's got to be at least one flood. Yeah, if you're not gonna still do going to do it, paints for the girls, and you know it's, um, you know, even though we're here our eighth year, we're not going anywhere. It's it's you know some, the, you know, rink managers. It's difficult sometimes to find that hour and fifty minute sheet of ice 
Um, so you can have a flood after the second period. You know, plus the earlier starts, 4, 4.30, those are helpful for a lot of the girls because they have a 6 o'clock travel ha- practice or now sometimes even some Q games that are going on um, during the week. But, you know, we get that eighth team in, and, you know, and, and as Bill said, Section 5 is a mystery. There are a lot of talented girls over there, and we actually modeled off of them how to start the league when we first approached school boards um, uh 14, 12 years ago, and we had Section 1 just call us uh, uh, earlier in December. They're started. This is right outside of the Hudson Valley, outside of New York City. Um, They're very curious. They're probably going to start next year, and we're wondering about how you combine teams, how do you do your scheduling with the travel piece. Um, so we're trying to you know, help them out, but you know, Section 5 coming in would be a big, big help. I like that. You guys are groundbreakers, making things happen in western New York. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more girls-fed hockey with Bill Pavone and Rick Hopkins. We'll be back after this. Oh, I like that bump. Oh, I wish I felt better so I could rock out to it, but we're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri joined by Francis Beck and Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. Rich Sanders is in the house. Bill Pavone and Rick Hopkins from uh, Fed, Girls Fed Hockey. Rick is the chairman, and Bill is, well, he does everything. <laughs> so, uh, for people, want to go to your Facebook page? So you can get um, updates. We have it's Western New York Girls Varsity Hockey on Facebook, um, and on uh, Twitter we're uh, WNY Girls Hockey. So um, please follow us if you want to keep uh, in tune with what's going on. Uh, I post regularly on both of those sites, and then our website is WNYGirlsHockey.com, where you'll find uh, just about everything. And there's pages for each individual team. Primarily with uh, news clippings and pictures and whatever else I can put on there. So I try to do a good job for these girls. You uh, do. Uh, it's my passion. You get some help, too, from uh, Janet and Randy Schultz. Janet and Randy Schultz are Great people. my favorite people in hockey. Um, they have been forever. Um, they do so much for our sport. They've been behind our sport for years. Um, and now other people are, are, you know, other teams are putting up... Uh, Twitter pages and Facebook pages, Frontier, uh, Corey Fitzery does a great job with his page when he can, and uh, the newest page is by the um, West Seneca, Hamburg, and Eden team. Um, Cash has a page, too. Cash has a page. That guy does a great job with his page, so it's coming along. we got to get Williamsville. We gotta get Williamsville on board. Yeah, they have one. Matt Miller does a great job. Because it's me, and I, <laughs> I only have so many fingers. You know? <laughs> I'd have to hire a young person. And, and Matt Miller does a great job, one of the Kenmore coaches, Absolutely. the uh, assistant coach. He's the f- official league statistician. He's the assistant chairman of the league, and he does a phenomenal job with uh, those stats get updated uh, practically every night. And I, it's important for the girls, and, you know, when they're wanting to get recruited by colleges that they have the updated stats. I know we want to get into talking teams and, and players and that sort of thing in this segment, but real quick, you guys had sent out a survey earlier in the year. Can you still do that survey? Yes, the survey okay. is still there. It's primarily for the for Niagara County people. Um, it's on uh, um, the Western New York Girls 
hockey.com page. Uh, it's westernyorkgirlshockey.com forward slash census.html, whatever. But um, there's links to it on there. But uh, that would be for any parent to fill out if they have a player that's in any of the Niagara County schools, not just the five we mentioned, but any of them, just to see who's playing out there. I know the the, the results I have are not 100% complete. I know there's other players out there. So we have to try to reach out to those players as well. Have you gone to like, uh, Hyde Park and put up um, advertising or whatnot to get people to I direct them to I've it? I've been thinking about that, but some of the people that responded initially, I sent them out um, an email this week uh, telling them what they can do to help their cause out there by trying to contact their principals to see if they can survey their schools, to talk to their athletic directors and start going to board meetings and just planting the seed in there. Um, I think they all know about it. I think all the it's been mentioned to all the the athletic directors about you know about ho- girls hockey for the last couple of years. But the parents need to get involved as sure. well. So if they can get out there and make make a little push, and we'll help if they just reach out to us. Me and Rick would would go out there and meet with people, and we would do what we can to help them get established. So, Bill, Rick, I got a question. How big is college recruiting for these girls hockey athletes? Well, I think they're going to be seen because they play, a lot of them because they play Tier 1 travel hockey. They'll be seen through that. But what happens is that there's a lot more press from high school hockey. You get press in the local papers. They don't give uh, press to uh, travel teams generally. Um, The Twitter aspect of this, since I do Twitter, I watch my stats, I get followed by a lot of colleges all over the country. Uh, which is great, you know. Yeah. They follow, they like, and stuff like that. And I'm sure that they're keeping their eye open uh, in the recruiting process as part of it. It's not not all of it, but it's part of it. So I think that's a good thing in and of itself. I think the fact that when you're playing high school hockey, you get more more people are watching the games, and the the, the level of hockey is great. It's phenomenal, you know. So it's not it's not it's we've gotten so much better. We're 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 really doing well with that. So. It's all a combination, and I think it works for everybody. So, Rick, when you watch a game now and you're able to compare the game today compared to what it was eight years ago, uh, you mentioned earlier you're seeing a difference. Oh, yeah, a distinct difference in um, in the, the level of play. As Chris Malecki pointed out, you know, he's watched his daughter, his youngest daughter, over the last couple of years as a fan, but now he's back behind the bench coaching. And, um Majority of the girls on the teams now are all travel hockey players. Where, uh, you know, eight, seven years ago, um, to just fill the rosters, it was, you know, for some of the schools, it was announced in September that there was going to be tryouts November 1st. Um, And there were girls that, you know, it almost looked like a learn to skate program with some of the girls. And, you know, you don't want to turn anyone away. I mean, most of the coaches have big rosters because, you know, these girls have worked hard. But the, uh, the level of play, it's, it's you know, Tier 2 and Tier 1 pl- hockey players on every program. And, and as Bill alluded to earlier, the, the level of goaltending. And, as, you know, obviously as the, as the chairman, I love to see, you know, close games and, uh, and great goaltending because we've had a number of games already this year. You know, shots on goal are a 4-1 to one ratio. And it's a close game, and there's upsets all the time, and you know, especially in the playoffs, you get a hot goalie. Um, but the depth is there. You know, a lot of times people had one strong line, and then there was a drop off. Now, you know, 
most of the teams in this league, all the teams, you can roll three lines and and have one and two very um, strong goaltenders. And uh, you know the the level of play is there in the in the close games. You know, there's occasional. You know, goalie has a bad day. You know, you have a, a one-sided uh, game, a blowout. But in general, the the talent level has improved every year. And, you know, it, what's great to see, too, is the healthy numbers. Because um, that's what, you know, when you go to a school board to ask for ours, hey, who's playing? And we want to maintain that because, you know, I'm sure there's some people thought, hey, wait till the novelty wears off. You know, they'll be too involved with travel hockey or, um, you know, it'll it'll go away. But but it has it. In, it's it's really good hockey. And it's different from the boys. And, you know, we're here because the Boys Federation was so successful. You know, there are 30-plus schools, and that was kind of our uh, springboard to, to go to to, uh, to uh, school boards and ask for hockey. But the finesse, it's much more of a finesse game because you take the – the body checking out of it, but the the close games um, is, is great to see in the in the level of play and the depth on every roster. Let's talk about the teams who's uh, who's doing well this year. Some of the players that are doing well. Just be interested to get the your balance. take. We have a lot of balance this year, and you know it's, it's easy to look at the standings and say, "Wow, you know Amherst, uh, Sweetum, Clarence is you know twenty one and a half points, and Kenmore only has a point." Well, the other day that they went to overtime, and uh, you know Amherst came out with a seven-six uh, win, so it's balanced. Amherst Sweet Home Clarence has had the highest scoring team in the Fed for a number of years, and now they have uh, healthy goaltending to go with that, and they're uh, they're up in first place, but only by a point over uh, Orchard Park Frontier Lakeshore, and they're the defending sectional and federation champions. And Bob Klimowitz does a, a great job with his team, and they're they're loaded and have uh, depth. And the team I coach, Williamsville, I'm blessed every year with a very deep roster. You know, Williamsville uh, hockey is, is big in the in the district. And, you know, we're at 20 points, a point and a half out of first, and Monsignor Martin is right there. Um, behind them, behind us, with 15 points, but they have a lot of games in hand. And um, um, so, right now, you see, well, you see the top four separated by a mere six points. But um, you know, Lancaster, Iroquois, Depew are young. They have good goaltending. They got have Jersey Phillips, one of the most exciting hockey players uh, with a great in, name. By in the way, the I like yeah. Jersey. <laughs> she's uh, she's a magician, and I think she's only a, a freshman. Um, you know, West Seneca, Hamburg, Eden, competitive, good goaltending. Um, and they're uh, they're in sixth place in, in Kenmore, Grand Island. Don't be fooled. Jeff Orlowski is as Bill knows, and Matt Miller. They will have that team ready for the playoffs uh, every year. They you know the regular season is almost like preseason to Kenmore because right. you know, that's why they've won the the section five times. They uh, they turn it up in February. So it's kind of like Premier League soccer. The the team at the bottom of the standings could be the team at the top of the standings any given day. It doesn't matter. You, you flip a coin, and and that's what makes it ex- for exciting hockey. Close games, you know, unpredictable finishes and uh, overtime, high scoring, close games, low scoring, close games. We had a, a great game with uh, Amherst, Sweetum, Clarence Williamsville did right before the break. Uh, you know, through I think it was thirty eight shots on Hannah Barrett, uh, freshman goalie for for Amherst, Sweetum, Clarence, and we we lost one nothing. And they uh, they've got some firepower. They uh, Char- Charlie Rondeau. Um, for Amherst with the speed to, to burn. She's the leading scorer right now. She can score every time she's oh, on yeah. the ice. In the Federation, 10 goals. And, and uh, Emma Fossil, who had a phenomenal year last year, you know, one of the leading scorers in the league. And yeah. the, there's so much talent in this league. It tells you she was one of the leading scorers, and she wasn't on the first or second team. And that just wow. tells you yeah. the amount of talent and she's uh, that is out the, there. 
the all-time list in uh, in scoring. Too. Right. Well, Tony, right there. think about this. Cash last year had a girl, had a goal who's a girl who scored a hundred goals in her career, and they graduated her, and now they're still outscoring the rest of the league. Oh, they're still a nightmare to defend. I mean, they uh, and they have goaltending. Hannah Barrett missed uh, eighth grade year because of an injury. Seventh grade, she was a strong goalie, um, and. Uh, OP Frontier, uh, Lakeshore, they have the Cromer sisters who are, are very strong. I think they're both in the top ten in, in scoring. And, and the best of friends. And then the best, Brooke Becker is you know, arguably probably the best player in the league. She can plays defense, and she can go coast to coast whenever I she feels like. I believe she's committed to Providence, I believe, to play yes. Division One hockey. Already. That was as a freshman. Yeah. Already, yeah. And uh, her one of her defensive partners, Gabby uh, DeMeo, is is outstanding. They're a two-headed monster back there. I mean, they're, they're shut-down defensemen, but also um, they jump on the play, and all of a sudden you're defending five forwards coming in your zone at, at, with high speed. I was at a, a game recently, uh, Cash and Hughes. And, uh, you know, Cash was handling, handling Hughes pretty good. That's Hamburg... Uh, West Seneca, West Seneca, Seneca. And, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I thought the best player on the ice that day was that defenseman from Hughes, um, Emma O'Neill. Is that her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. So, I O'Neal. mean, this She's... girl was skating circles around anybody she was up against. They didn't win. They got they got beat pretty good. But um, so there is a pretty good group of talent on every team. I mean, it's not like like he said earlier. You know. You may look at the records and you say, oh, well, this team's, you know, 15, 20 points better than the last place team. But every team has a crop of girls that are very well, that play very well. Um, I was at that Cash Kenji game. I walked in just a little bit late. I looked at the scoreboard. It's 1 nothing. Kenji scores. And I'm like, I'm getting ready to tweet out, wow, Kenji just tied it up 1 1. We got a game here. You did tweet that out, I think. Uh, All right, Bill. I was going to. I had to delete it. I had to delete it because actually. Ken Kenji had a two nothing lead on on Cash, and it was early. And uh, they had at two times they had two goal leads on Cash. Yeah, they so were, that was uh, a phenomenal game. Yeah, they scored. Uh, Am- Cash scored a couple of late uh, goals to tie it, and then won it in overtime. And and they have um, you know two great defensemen. You know, one of them being Casey Adamy, uh, Nicola Adamy, the coach, her, right. her daughter, and they're the, I believe the first and maybe the last for a long time the the, the mother daughter comp- coach and player combination. And, uh, and the other sister too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're the Adamy sisters are very strong in that team, and they have depth and they're um, well coached and. They have the goaltending, and they're dangerous. And you know, Monsignor Martin, like I said, they're uh, you know well coached, and they have a, a lot of strong um, players every year, year in and year out. Uh, Emily Matthew and, and Kayla Blass, and they're getting um, great goaltending. They've got two real good goaltenders in, in Grace Harrington and uh, Isabella Battaglia. And uh, you know, we have a good goalie. She, Jenna Lakomsky was second team all Western New York last year, and um, up and down every roster. Solid goaltending. Now, guys, do you see this possibly ever becoming a part of something that the city schools do as far as putting in hockey? It's possible. It's definitely possible. But I don't. I think years ago there were more girls playing um, than there are now. I couldn't tell you how many girls that live in Buffalo that go to public school are playing hockey. Um, there, there may be some that are, are, are on Monsignor Martin. Or whatever, but I don't know what the numbers are now. Years ago, there were quite yeah, there was a, few. a big. There were a lot of girls that even went to city honors. Yeah, city playing. honors had about eleven or twelve girls that were playing, and it was the first or second year of the federation. Unfortunately, most of them were uh, 
seniors and, and juniors, and they graduated. Because, yeah, that, that is obviously a, a place we would love to sure. expand in the city because you know, they could combine and have, you know, one city of Buffalo uh, a team, which would be nice to see. Maybe that's something Aubrey Lloyd uh, will look into in the future. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, one last final segment of Inside High School Sports. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next at 11 o'clock. We're talking girls-fed hockey. And uh, before the break, we talked about the teams and, you know, who's doing what and getting into some of the players. And you guys are mentioning, you know, Hannah Barrett. Who are uh, some of the other uh, top goalies in the league? Well, um, well, Kenmore has Ellie Simmons. She's uh, an eighth grader. And she played phenomenally last year for Kenmore. Um, and, uh, you know, there's uh, there's the two girls for uh, the flop team. Um, it's uh, Maggie Spice. I think it's Spice or Speech, I don't know, and Victoria Cottrell. Do most Both teams uh, rotate goalies. goalies or some just stick with one? They, the flop team pretty much rotates their goalies. Um, I think Cash has been playing both on a fairly yeah, Gina regular Denisco basis. And, and Hannah Barrett have been splitting time there and uh Williams Jenna Lakomsky has you know been the starter. Rose Quattro's been uh doing a great job when, when Jenna's not in there. And uh but Ella, Ellie Simmons, eighth grader from Kenmore, we threw forty four shots on her and we won four to two with an empty netter. And See this is what's amazing. I mean you're talking about seventh and eighth graders and they're competing against juniors and seniors in high school and they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. Right, it's uh, and Dylan Gorski from oh, yeah. uh, Lancaster, Iroquois, Depew. She's, you know, she's seen a lot of pucks and keeping uh, that team in a, in a lot of games. And uh, yeah, it's great to see the the goaltending depth because it wasn't there the the, the first year, um, first couple of years of the federation. Some and teams are putting a defenseman in goal. And <laughs> even Hamburg and Eden, they have that uh, Lauren Brown and Adriana Harmon. Yeah, you know, they do. They both do a phenomenal job. They get peppered with a ton of shots all the time. You know that game uh, with Cash and Kenji Simmons didn't play. It was uh, Carolyn Bourgeau. Bourgeau, yeah, and she was phenomenal. Yeah, you know, in uh, that game, and she's she's a, a seventh grader. Seventh grader, yeah. Um, yeah. It's nice to see. You have a couple of good players on your team, obviously with Holly Schmelzer, but did you mention Jenna Woods? She's yeah, another Jenna one. Woods set a, uh, a record, which was it was a fun. We had a, a game uh, against West Seneca. Uh, Eden and uh, the uh, uh, in Hamburg and uh, she, Jenna Woods broke uh, the the record of uh, four goals. It was held by Shauna Claire, one of my assistant coaches, and Shauna played just the first year of the federation. She was a senior, and there was some one sided games we were involved in, and you know she'd get two or three goals, and I'd say that's it, Shauna. You got to you know just pass the rest of the game or you know dump it in, no more shots. So. Uh, it was kind of interesting that you know she was kind of teasing me. Well, why didn't you tell Jenna? But it was a close game, and she had five goals. Uh, Jenna did against the uh, West Seneca that day. And Holly Schmelzer is uh, a, a speedster out there. She, she's been you know she's scoring on all the breakaways she's getting now. Where his freshman sophomore year she struggled a little bit. Her skates would put her hands in position to score a goal, and her hands would let her down. But now they're they're she's clicking, and she's headed off to Plattsburgh uh, D three powerhouse. Um, 
next year and you know I'm, I'm blessed to have them on the team and you know like I said the Cromer sisters for uh, Orchard Park Frontier are, are scoring Abby Blair from Kenmore you have to always be aware when she's on the ice because she's a threat to go um, coast to coast uh, anytime and as you alluded to every team has a threat not just in goal good goaltending but a girl that you have you know a couple of girls you have to know where they are and what what lines are on so he can match up Francis wants to know if he can be reimbursed for a knitted hat or a sweater <laughs> for, for all the games he has to cover at uh, Riverworks it's it's minus 30 down there no, or Lincoln. Hockey. no no deductions on the new tax code my man all right. <laughs> but I mean, how can we? I mean, look, Riverworks is a beautiful place. I mean, if you're an adult, you have a great time down there. They got the the roller derby, but I mean, at, at four four thirty, you're fighting traffic to get down there. How can we get those games, you know, yeah, back to Nordtown or something? Who do, who do we have to beat up? We have, we're looking for that Monday slot. We're hoping maybe next year to get indoors at uh, Harbor Center. Okay, we're down there on Mondays because every okay. team has their home ice. You know, there's three teams that have home ice on on uh, Thursdays. And Lancaster has their home ice Tuesday afternoons, Kenmore Tuesday nights, and uh, you know Wednesdays are still open. But we're always is the league scheduler. It's a good point. I'm always looking for uh, for Monday uh, ice to uh, to be able to get a, a game of the weekend. And we're, we're managers, year. here's your opportunity. So during the break, we spoke a little bit. There's no regionals for. Uh, girls hockey, but when are your sectionals, and then when would states be, and where are they held this year? The sectionals are always the uh, last week of January, and it, it kind of uh, bleeds over into the first week in February. This year, Oswego is hosting SUNY Oswego, great facility, it's about 10 years old, uh, hosting the uh, state tournament. And there's four other sections, or three, three other sections besides six, that play uh, varsity hockey, and we're recognized. It's the second year our championship is recognized by New York State, was which was huge, getting us on on the map uh, with that. And uh, Section Six will be sending our champion, and you know, good luck trying to pick right now who's going because that's uh, anything can happen. And uh, we hosted it at the Harbor Center three years ago, and next year Section Six, it's our turn to host again, but uh, I was able to take my Williamsville team down to Clinton to a tournament down there. and uh, we, we played Canton tough in the opening game and beat them in overtime, but we lost to a very strong and deep pot stamp team, and then he's got a senior loaded team. Uh, but uh, it's, the states, we're, we're still waiting for our first uh, a state championship to be brought back to Section 6, and hopefully this year, OP Frontier, Lakeshore came very close last year, and uh, Jeff Orlowski and his Kenmore Grand Island team, they've come close a number of years, and um, it would be great for the sport to be able to, to you know... We've at we least made the final the last three years, so, which is good. Well, knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Knocking on the door. You can't send them on Senior Martin team. Yeah, I know they're. Uh, I know they're. You know, it's that's the Section Six rule. Nothing we can do about it. But they're always competing for the Federation Championship, which, as you guys know, makes our league unique. We have two championships because we don't want to leave Monsignor Martin out. So after the state tournament, which is the dates kind of set by the the state, we have our Federation playoffs um, afterwards, and it makes for very exciting hockey. And because uh, we like to be finished by the middle of February so the girls can then concentrate just on their travel hockey for those important late Q games and the state tournaments that usually run uh, in March. But we're, we're excited. It's, a, it's been a great uh, season so far, and uh, who knows, maybe Section 1 will come in next year and Section 5 would follow. 
Well, hopefully the expansion continues, especially yeah. locally. And for those who joined in uh, late in the program, Bill, give out all the information one more time, how people can contact you guys. Maybe it's a school. Maybe it's Niagara County. People want to get going, or it's a parent group that wants to get involved. How do they contact well, you guys? You, our, our contact information is on the website, wnygirlshockey.com. Uh, my email address is there. Um, our, you know, you can reach out on, on fi- Twitter and Facebook messaging. On Twitter, we're at WNY Girls Hockey. And if you look up on Facebook, we're Western New York Girls Varsity Hockey. Um, lots of ways to get in touch with us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, any, any thoughts and suggestions? Uh, we want more teams. We'll take more than one team. We'd love it if there was more than one team. So let's get those numbers up, keep them going, and hopefully you'll work out real well with that. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. That does it for us. All right, Frank. Do we need to send an expedition out to make sure Roger's okay? He's fine. <laughs> send him a garbage plate. Don't send him an expedition. He wants a garbage plate. Thank you, gentlemen, for the exposure for the girls. We really Oh, it's been my it. pleasure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, it's our absolute pleasure. Go ahead. Go West. All right, we'll talk to you guys Go next double. week. And have a happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week with more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.